Imagine this. You're seeing a beautiful bed of flowers. It's all beautiful and neat, different colors. They're blooming. Just wonderful. But one is rotten. So you rip out all of the other flowers. Welcome to Black and White Thinking and welcome to today's episode of Ice Cubes and Peppers. Um, Black and White Thinking. This metaphor is pretty accurate, I find. But in our daily lives, it shows up in regards to binge eating and emotional eating as thought patterns like, I effed up my diet because I ate two cookies and a chocolate bar, so I can eat anything I want today and tomorrow. This is a vicious cycle because... You probably know that you kind of become numb. At least I was becoming numb when I had these thoughts. I was like, oh, I don't care anymore. I will never get out of it. I fucked up again. And then you're just eating these unnutritious meals for weeks and weeks and you don't care. And you're so indifferent about it, right? That I don't care feeling. And sometimes the same thing even goes for working out. Let me explain. Maybe in quarantine you experienced that. So if you're not working out, you're kind of bad on your bad eating, quote unquote, on your bad diet, quote unquote. But if you're working out and these gyms are opening up or you just found the motivation and the time to go to the gym again, all of a sudden you're only eating salad, right? So it's like black or white. It's about realizing that each little habit is not dependent on how everything else is going. You should see those things as individual tasks that are not really intertwined. There's no correlation here, right? So how do we go there? How do we come from this black and white world to a colorful, beautiful world where we don't have to rip out all of the flowers all the damn time and our garden is destroyed all all over again all what was that <laughs> all over again um let's get to the practical advice of this so give yourself very very small challenges like so small that the failing rate is near to zero so you'll experience some success. Let's say you're setting the goal of taking 10 minutes to finish your lunch instead of five. So eating a little bit slower or putting your phone down during lunch or doing breakfast, small little tasks. And then one day you're like, hey, that, that worked out. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow if I can put my phone down during breakfast. Right? And then you can you do it again. And you're like, oh. Holy crap, let's get to to a seven-day streak, right? And after you successfully integrated a new healthy habit into your life for some time, let's say like six weeks, maybe a month, you move on to the next one, to the next challenge. Like, okay, now I'll take 15 minutes to finish my lunch and and I'll put my phone down actually. 
damn, that's a difference, right? From shoving it all in in five minutes with the phone and the TV in the background to now just sitting there in silence and eating your food and taking the time, you know, to really get satiated because we all know that satiation sets in after 20 minutes and not after five. So if you shove it in in five minutes, you know, damn well, you will want another bowl because you're like, oh, that was nothing. I'm still hungry. Well, it says your situation sitting in 20 minutes after you start eating. Um, so it's about slowly building up your new habits. And if you then, let's say, eat more than five cookies that one day after lunch, your whole world won't come crashing down because these habits you built months ago are now routine. They're they're like the solid rock. No matter how high the tides are, what is it with me having this weird accent today? Or <laughs> the tides are. This is a solid rock. I, when I think about a solid rock, I have in mind this picture from when I was in Mykonos, Greece, uh, Greek island, you may have heard of it, two years ago probably, before corona, damn dude, that's a long time ago, there was this rock I would sit on, and I was just like, look at all the other people partying <laughs> at the beach, you know, I was there with my father, it was not a party vacation, it was kind of like the, I sat on the rock, and I had like this calm, this calm moment for myself, that's what I associate with that solid rock maybe you you find some moment of 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 calmness that you can think about when you you know think about something like con consistent consistency is that the right word sometimes my vocabulary gets all mixed up yeah just imagine something in your head um find you know for challenges Find a good situation you can think about that motivates you to um, stay solid, you know, in these situations and remind yourself, hey, yeah, I did eat these five cookies, but like, damn, the solid rock that I built or these rocks, the a whole <laughs> landscape of rocks of these habits that I built, it's, it's still there, right there, you know, and the ties are high today. Damn, they're high. They're high. The rocks are still there, right? And that's how discipline works. And that's how motivation works. Extrinsic motivation, you know, you reach your goal. It's like learning a language, actually. Um, you know, or like you're, you're having guitar lessons when you're like 10. And you're like, mom, why do I have to go to these damn guitar lessons? I don't want to. But then when you're like 16 and you can play the guitar really well and you can impress that one girl or guy that you really like, you're like, thanks, mom, actually. <laughs> because now you see the successes, you know. But first you have to hang on for a while. I, I wanted to say sadly, but actually the journey is is something so incredible. That's, that's life in general. It's a journey, right? Yeah, I... I hope you don't hear my washing machine in the background. You probably do. Oh my god. Okay. 
Um, yeah, so this is basically the the practical advice I can give you. And that's how I, um, you will see in my video diaries that will come out eventually in months. But like, I filmed my whole binge eating and weight loss journey, you know, how I lost weight while I was suffering from binge eating disorder this last year. And you can see there how I'm slowly building these habits. First, I'm starting with eating slowly and then I'm integrating um, other things such as no emotional eating in the evening because the evening would always be so triggering for me. It would always be the time where I would just like eat. It's something about the evening, especially like Sunday evenings. I'm actually recording right now as a Sunday evening. I'm not hangover, but I'm definitely insanely tired. I only slept four hours, but that's a different story. It's, it's Halloween. 31st of October and yeah so I would build these habits and this would make up um a whole landscape of frocks eventually right so it's really not possible to to destroy all of these rocks they're just there forever okay and the knowledge I have, and I gain about nutrition. So let's move on to the next thing, um, which is that I, oh my God, my washing machine in the background. Please don't be so loud. Please don't be so loud. So I went live on you now and just asked random people <laughs> pretty much um, if they ever experienced anything like that and shockingly even though this was not my target group a lot of people well there were not a lot of people in there but some people really got what i meant by that which is insane to me like you go on you now this random platform that's not like my target group as i said and people can relate to the struggles of black and white thinking and especially in regards to food because Binge eating is really not portrayed in the media, and you're like, what? Do, do people even suffer from that? But that's a whole different story. Um, and people ask me questions about it. So here we go. Someone asked, did you ever experience that you will binge and or emotionally eat more frequently if you don't work out? There was definitely some grammatical, some like structural mistake in here. <laughs> It's not a weird question, but you get what I'm saying. And the answer is yes. And the hard thing about this is that you really have to pay attention to why you're working out and why you have this huge desire to work out and why on rest days, on days where your muscles are just chilling out for a day, you don't want to eat lunch or you don't want to really eat breakfast or like no no snacks and you're like oh this is kind of a pattern here if you can recognize that pattern you really have to work on um really decentering the idea of food in correlation to sports your body needs food no matter how much or not much if you're not in the gym, okay? The thing also is, fun fact, people are totally um, over... <laughs> it's not the right word. 
people think you burn so much calories, so many calories during a workout when usually you burn you you burn like a hundred to like three hundred calories most of the time. Like the the average person that goes to the gym and maybe doesn't have a lot of knowledge about strength training or cardio, and they're just kind of like on the treadmill for like thirty minutes, maybe like walking or going for a walk or like a little bit of cardio or strength training. The amount of calories you burn, if you really want to see it from a rational side here, is not that huge. And I'm not saying you should work out more. I'm saying really just focus on all day activities, you know, like taking the stairs instead of the elevator, all that kind of stuff to stay active. That's much more important than focusing on the gym and really being like, oh my God, I just got home from work and I I don't know, like I fed the kids or like I fed myself. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I have to do homework, how, whatever, how old you are and what applies to you. And it's literally like almost 11 p.m. now, but I want to go to the gym so bad, even though I have to get up at 4 a.m. in the morning for some reason again. Don't force yourself. And especially don't be like, okay, I won't eat lunch today because I didn't go to the gym. This is worth a whole nother episode, and I will definitely touch on this. And I always say that about every topic because binge eating and eating disorders, and it's all intertwined, sadly. (laughs) sadly, because it really affects your whole life. I've experienced it. Yeah, the the answer is yes. And um, I am frequently going to the gym like four, four times a week. So 16 times a month. And if you think about it, that's incredible. I spend so much time uh, at the barbell, <laughs> with the barbells and with the but the people in the gym, they're always the same ones. Um, and when I have rest days, I'm still active, but I'm eating just like I would if I was at the gym that day. Even though I have to say to, um, since I struggled with that, to really let go of these thoughts and patterns in your head that exist, it's really not easy. And sometimes I still have like these toxic um, thoughts. The thing is, I'm not implementing them into my real life. Okay. And so these are two different realities. Gladly, which means I have the the tools now to, to not implement these toxic things into my life, you know, and I will make a whole episode about how to, um, you know, love yourself. I mean, I touched on that in my first episode, I guess, um, and how to really eliminate negative thought patterns or more so replace them with positive ones because this is a huge topic in psychology itself. This is like a little tiny piece of a big puzzle. And yeah, it's sometimes it actually is starting um, with really just observing the thought and then letting it go and meditation all that and eventually it's a thought you won't act on it right and psychotherapy that's a huge one for so many diseases and um and psychological disorders you know you have thoughts but you know that you don't have to put them into action right i'll make a whole episode about this because i just talked about this for such a long time
Um, yeah, huge one. Her biggest tip to get out of the black and white thinking. All in all, just kind of like we're coming to the end of this episode. What I was just saying, small steps. I'm such an ambitious person. <laughs> person. And so it is so hard for me still in all areas of my life, not just food, relationships, my self-improvement, reading books, like everything. I want to do it all like 100%. If I get a book, I want to read it so fast. And I forget that it's not all about just sucking in all of the info that's in that book. It's also about enjoying it, for example. I'm such a zero or 100 person or such a work person, I guess you could say. A perfect perfectionist in many ways, which is basically a coping mechanism you develop if you're afraid of vulnerability. Interesting concept, right? Might also touch on that <laughs> because that also applies to binge eating in a lot of ways. Um, and um, what, what, what the fuck? What, what was I saying? I'm so sorry. And so, therefore, um, I gathered my my thoughts and I got my train of thought back. You you can jump from zero to hundred in the sense of I really realized, and be, because also I just consumed a lot of content that really um, said that, and the statement always was the same: is that you can't do that, and and you have to implement these small habits first. And people actually would tell me, even um, like ninth grade or something, I wanted to be an actor. And this girl, I remember this, she was like, you know, that you can't just like all of a sudden be an actor in a great Hollywood movie, right? Like that's probably very unlikely. And I felt very offended. But now I always think of this situation like, and she probably doesn't know I think about this, but this stuck with me because that was the first time I was exposed to criticism regarding this this um, area of my personality and this part of my personality, which is just so irrational in the sense of no. What, what do you mean? I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, I have no experience in acting, but you think I can't be like Margaret Robbie, two you think I can't do that? <laughs> you know, like I would literally think like that. Like, no, I don't want to do the in-between steps. I just want to, you know, take a big step and then be there. You, like, I don't care. I want to make it work. It's all or nothing. I got to make it or make it kind of mentality, which some sometimes you need that, but not in your everyday life in the way of perfectionism. That really stuck with me. Maybe think about a situation where you realized or where you were exposed to some kind of criticism regarding this thought process of yours. Because it's very likely that if you do one thing that way, you also do other things that way. There's actually this one saying, I can only paraphrase it probably with like, no, actually the, the way you do the one thing is the way you do everything else. And this must probably be one of my favorite quotes ever because it is so freaking true, especially let's say if you're afraid of vulnerability 
and for example you you don't want to sh- you don't want to go to the gym because you're afraid people will judge you or you're afraid to speak in a group setting because you're afraid people will judge you it's very likely for example that you will also be afraid to say and do and what you think and what you want to do <laughs> that was not a sentence in other situations in your life right so really think about when did i really when did that really not have a positive effect on my life like i told my chef i could do this project all on my own and then i i completely couldn't and i missed the deadline and my chef was angry as hell i lost my job <laughs> i hope that didn't happen to you But think of a scenario where this kind of mentality really just doesn't apply at all. And really look at people who who are not that way and how they are living with like little tiny stuff. Like people who are just like, "Oh, no, I'm kind of tired today. Like I won't do my yoga thing or I won't go to the gym. I will do yoga instead at home," right? These kind of people no black and white thinking they're like hey i'm a little bit too tired for the gym but hey i can still like do this little thing here at home right these habits you need to adapt them they're so important yeah so what i what i just told you in the beginning of the episode and then just the just the saying of the way you do the one thing is the way you do everything else look at your life and look at all the things that you know in all these um situations where this way of thinking was harmful you know yeah anyways guys uh if you want to hear a little bit of my life because i kind of want to change these episodes into also uh you know exposing a little bit of my my identity and who i am maybe um or share stuff about my life yeah i went to a halloween thing yesterday actually it wasn't really that exciting but yeah i stayed up longer than 9 p.m and that's a huge achievement for me i literally get tired at 9 p.m which is good and bad both at the same time regarding if i want to go out maybe not that good so it's depending on the situation <laughs> yeah um but i still recorded this episode i'm sitting in a dark room right now family guys on And my washing machine is loud as hell and just stopped. <laughs> That was a little bit of for my life. I hope you had a great Halloween um, and you you didn't have any incidences of binging or emotional eating because I know that these um, festivals can be very, very triggering with all the candy and it's promoted in the media. Oh, now's the time to eat and da 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 it's kind of like being in an all-you-can-eat buffet right and when you walk into the supermarket there's so many uh chocolate bars and candy and it's all colorful and great and reminds you of this and that um know that it's okay to eat it's all about the portion it's all about doing what feels good at the end of the day and um know that you can get out get out of it in general and also just because maybe you binged yesterday or today five minutes ago um you can get out of it and you don't have to keep eating chocolate bars for the next month and then decide to pick up your zero calorie diet again okay 
their colors um and not only black and white right mm, yeah so think about the uh bed of flower metaphor and the saying the way you do the one thing is the way you do everything else think about the people you love and how you will um mm, yeah have a positive effect on them if you change your black and white thinking in your life in general have a good day uh have a good start into the week also i hope you don't have the sunday scaries or had the sunday scaries <laughs> and we'll see each other in the next episode of my podcast or our podcast ice cubes and peppers i'm melody your host see you next week bye